You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with Envy and Brandon, and Jasper, who's a dog. Hello, welcome to Podzilla, king of casters. I am your host, NB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper is... Licking a bone with peanut butter in it. Because he's a dog. He is a dog. It'd be kind of weird for a person to do that. Yeah, you could just have peanut butter on a spoon then. Exactly. I mean, he could have peanut butter on a spoon too. He could. You you could (laughs) just put it on a spoon. Exactly. That's something you're denying your dog. (laughs) Dang. How could I do this? (laughs) So, today we're talking about... 2015's Jurassic World. It's bad. Uh, you can go now. Bye. <laughs> Catch you later for uh, Jurassic Park, or Jurassic, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Kingdom, and then Dominion the week after that. Yeah. Um, so, I want to talk just for a second about Jurassic Park 4 was kind of one of those things that for like over 10 years was yeah. a weird start, stop, start, stop, stop, start, yeah. stop again. Uh, their original idea was really stupid. Real stupid. Oh, it was going to be the human-dino hybrids. In the Himalayas somewhere, they find <laughs> human-dino hybrids are being made by the military for evil military stuff. And they keep some of the military stuff for this movie. Yeah. But originally, um, it was going to be... Uh, the original title for Jurassic World was going to be Jurassic Park 4 Extinction, which... The title doesn't make any sense if this was the script, but I don't think it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Extinction. Okay, does any Of us, thing... maybe? Question mark? <laughs> so, that was a whole thing. And, um, for years it was a, it was a thing where start, stop, human dino hybrids, all that shit. And then they ended up doing kind of the Force Awakens thing where it is a yeah. soft reboot. <laughs> yep. Where I would argue... A legacy sequel is the term. Nowadays. Yeah. But on top of that, it's also like... Very little other than the first movie has happened? I mean, we... We don't know that. I, I, I don't... I'm not sure. I, I don't think there's anything dissuading the idea that Lost World and 3 happened. Especially since three was such a small scale story. Yeah, two but, two is the bigger one though. Where I'm like, there was just a whole other island of dinosaurs I, back in the nineties, <laughs> and I'm like, I, what I mean, happened to that? I I don't remember if they address Isla Sorna in Fallen Kingdom. They definitely address Nublar, and we'll talk, and we'll you'll see how when we watch that one next week. But uh, yeah, but yeah, so we'll. We'll get to it. Because it was a whole big thing where at the end of... Or well, actually, at the end of Jurassic Park 3, it's insinuated that the pterosaurs are, like, going to other islands now. Yeah. Which is the big thing for the third after the, the third one. Recreating the pelican shot, but horrifying. Yeah, now it's pterosaurs. And I'll get into that later, about how, as the series goes on, it's more and more disconnected between, whoa, these majestic animals, and... And rawr time! Yeah, rawr, vicious monster machine. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Oh, God. A trans girl (laughs) saying rawr, that is such a stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Nolan, the cat ears are coming out. Oh, no. Oh, no, they're sprouting! (laughs) (laughs) They don't tell you about that when you start on the stuff. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jurassic World. So, our, I guess our overall thoughts. So, you... I do not like this movie, and I like it less upon rewatch. It had this kind, of, and this is something that I, wa- I worry would happen if I rewatched The Force Awakens just at home, as opposed to watching it the two times I saw it in theaters. Oh yeah. Uh, in that, I wonder if outside of like a crowd of fans who are like rabid and ready for that nostalgia, at every like little musical sting or whatever, mm. I wonder if I, I don't think watching this on a couch, 
it recreated. Like, it wasn't, like, a great experience to begin with in the theater, but, like, mm-hmm. it had blood-pumping moments and crowd going wild. And, like, we talked about that joke that just on the couch watching it did not land for us. Uh, but, like, so there's a joke, folks, where if you've seen it, we're referring to the joke where uh, at the where near the end, Jake Johnson's character makes the uh, the heroic choice to stay and like the female version of him he like she's like oh, really impressed Whoa, and he hey. goes up and he tries to like kiss her and she's like oh what I, I have a boyfriend yeah and the and theater that joke killed killed in the theater yeah. and not so much I remember the theater being packed and our theater was not hmm. often like packed no because uh, Brandon and I grew up in a very small town we've mentioned this before it had a very small movie theater that, like, like for opening night of, like, a big release, it would usually be, like, it'd be, like, it wouldn't be, like, feel empty or anything, but, like... Uh, there, you'd find a spot. Yeah, it was not, like, a... It was not balls to like, the wall. Like, packed or, every single that's release. Not, that's not what that's saying. It means balls <laughs> to the wall does not apply to a but, like, space being packed. But we mean this like you know it, it was a two theater it was a two theater movie theater yeah so like you know and Force Awakens come out both of them would be playing Force Awakens. yeah and that was another night where it was super packed where but both would the only but that is the only other time I'd seen the theater like to the brim packed was Jurassic World and it because I saw it opening night for our town yeah I don't think I saw it opening night but it was close after yeah. but there was both I I remember. Yes, yeah, so it was a good. It was a very fun theater experience because yeah. this was this was like right when the what we call legacy sequels when that yeah, was the like was... fun thing because this was before Force Awakens. Was it before Force Awakens? I think I swear it was the summer of twenty fifteen. What? Let I, me look it up I to be sure. It was also it was twenty. It could have been after Force Awakens. Yeah, I think so because I think twenty fourteen is Chris Pratt's first big year. Where he's got both the Lego Movie and uh, and Guardians come out in the same year, and I think twenty. You're right that 2015 is the. It was June. The, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So we were still in school, most likely, because it was early June. Or yeah, or June 12th. So like right around school. Yeah, that's like because seniors always graduate June 10th. This was 2015 though. Yeah. We were juniors. Yeah, but yeah, but no, I'm just saying for, but there was always like a week or two of school left after the seniors graduated. So oh yeah, so we're a week usually, right? Like a yeah, week. around there. And oh, but uh, this doesn't really matter. yeah. So so the focus is that theater experience for Nolan wasn't the best at home. This one was worse for me. I had a I remember having a very enjoyable time watching this in the theater. I remember having some positive thoughts, but, like, it was like, this was good, but not crazy good. And I never, I knew the sequel had come out, yeah. but I never bothered to follow up on it, because I was busy with, like, college stuff. Yeah. But, um, I know this, I know the sequels have not been <laughs> well-received, and that's compared to this I, one. Falling Kingdom is an interesting bag. I think, I don't think it's good. I find it very interesting, though. Okay, it's so, not good, but it's very interesting in my opinion. So you're, so you're saying that Lost World, that um, Jurassic World was a legacy, a Lego whatever it was, legacy sequel, a legacy sequel that you know brought up a lot of the original kind of ideas and things from the first movie, and then you know we had some interesting idea about where things could go, but then things got busy, and then in 2018 a sequel came out to that movie. <laughs> That kind of really, kind of, you could say, you know, burned down the past to interesting new concepts. That's some not, of it good, some of it fair. bad. That's not fair to the last Jedi. That's the lightest. <laughs> Listen, I oh, are we going to get into last Jedi Discord? That'd be more interesting to talk about than this movie. But uh, it we're not going to go far into that. But I, um, uh, I haven't seen. Well, okay. Here's what we'll say. Folks, when we do Fallen Kingdom, we can we can compare it. How about that? Because I haven't seen it. I don't, I have no comparison. Okay. In terms that's of fair. Fallen Kingdom, I think the Last Jedi, even though it does not work fully for me, I think it's a better movie that works for a lot of people. Uh, 
and in a lot of ways, and I think that's that's very paramount in the fact that like all the other big like cultural war dividing movies, like you think about you think about Captain Marvel and the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters answer the call, uh, and gotta say the full name, but uh, oh, that was the full name, yeah, Ghostbusters oh. answer the call, uh, oh. hmm. but. And, like, those are movies that I think were very galvanized by culture war because the people who were really against it were against it for shitty reasons and very adamant about those. And the same can be said for a lot of people who were against The Last Jedi. But I think there's still not... Those two still weren't movies worth getting any sort of hubbub about. And that can be seen by the fact that neither of those... Have really stuck around cultural consciousness wise, but the Last Jedi has a lot of stuff that's stuck around cultural consciousness. Like I have no doubt in my mind that fans of the Last Jedi are actually really big fans of the Last Jedi in the way in a way that I'm not that even like even though I'm not and it's not for we should make it very clear it's not for the Chud reasons not at all <laughs> for the Chud reasons. I think I, I think there are some structural problems that make the third act really drag for me. I like I, I like it up to that point, but the third act again really drags for me because of the structural problems of essentially having two climaxes one after the other. Uh, but uh, this is besides the point. But I feel like I feel like if we just bashed on the last Jedi, it would look bad for us because of that culture war I was just talking about. But what I'm saying is fans of The Last Jedi actually really love The Last Jedi, and rightfully so. There's a lot working for it, even if it doesn't work for me fully. But I don't think the same can be said about other culture war stuff, because no one's talking about Captain Marvel. No one actually gives a shit about Captain Marvel. It And, you know, people who hate it because of, like, women, they suck. They fucking suck. As a woman, I will say, people who hate movies because of women suck. But... But also, I don't think people who defend it are that passionate about because it's not a good movie. But, okay, we're done. We're done. We're done with the discourse. <laughs> that was a can of words you opened that I had to fully peel back and close, Brandon, so we wouldn't look bad. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. My, my next thing I was going to say is I like The Last Jedi. <laughs> you did all that to yourself. <laughs> I was gonna. I was literally saying that it had some yeah. really weird, interesting ideas and took me to a place that did, people didn't expect it to go. That was my whole point. I had the two buns at that point, and you filled like a three-minute monologue in between them. So Jurassic World, I thought it was. Uh, I had some fun in this movie a lot. I think the CG overall is probably worse. Than oh my god, it's so three, bad. Though. The CG is so like so that's the whole thing with Jurassic World but I still have found some stuff to, to like but I do think that Fallen Kingdom from what I know about it sounds enough like an f- interesting weird experiment in it that I think I will find more to enjoy about that one this is the, like I said this is the safer pit this is the safer se- uh, sequel Fallen Kingdom seems like the weirder one but we'll get there when we get there so um on to what <laughs> you're being a butter buddy <laughs> so on to what that what that dino do the spinoff of what that monster do <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> I'm out of I, I'm out of words for a bit because of that monologue it's all you buddy <laughs> so in what that monster do I talk about the monsters that are in these movies and usually we talk about kaiju movies but now we're talking about some dinos so, a good amount of the dinosaurs from the previous movies show up in this. You have the T-Rex, you have the Velociraptors, you have, you know, Stegosaurus, Ankylosaurus, all the dinos you'd expect. The big one for this one um, is the big, the big raptor-looking one. The Indominus Dominus, Rex. Exactly, the Indominus Rex. And this, uh, this, they're all, they're all, they're all women in this. They're all girl dinos. So the Dominus Rex is a big... And yet, no culture war over this, <laughs> you say. No chuds going, hmm. This Rex is a combination of, it's about like 50 feet long. 
It's got T-Rex, a bunch of other weird, like, frogs and puffer fish. What was it called? Some kind of fish. Um, all these weird animals in it. And raptors, the big reveal, which at the time wasn't that surprising because it looks a lot like a, a raptor. Yeah. Especially, it's got it's got normal, like, full raptor size arms. Can I noticed that's such a thing. Can I? That it uses. Can I spoil one little thing about Fallen Kingdom just because I find it very funny and it's applicable right now? Yes. So, the big bad genetically engineered dinosaur in that hmm. is a mix between the Indominus Rex and Velociraptors, is the big thing. Now, you might be saying, but, but Nolan. The Indominus Rex was just a mix between T-Rex and Velociraptor. Yeah. So it's just two-thirds <laughs> raptor, then. Yes! Oh, no. That's gonna be so dumb. It is. It is oh, no. It only gets dumber, baby! Yeah! Fallen Kingdom next week. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, the Indominus Rex is a few dinosaurs. Um... I think the CG in the Dominus Rex overall looks better than some of the other dinosaurs. Uh, it's a good looking dino. It's, it's got like the big long Velociraptor looking arms with big claws. I think they do some interesting effects, uh, you know, things with the action because it has full size arms compared to a T-Rex. Yeah. Where the T-Rex just has to grab everything in its big old mouth. But the, the Dominus Rex is like picking up people. Which, the Dominus Rex is just a movie monster. Like, it's not a dinosaur at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, at this point, it, it kind of relates what I'm talking about, you know, the monsters and the dinosaurs, is that they're monsters at this point. Like, the monsterfication of the dinos, but, like, even, you know, Dress Park 3 was pretty much there, but they still were dinosaurs, like, in the name, I guess. But, yeah. but this one, it's, like, f fully embraced, they are movie monsters. Yeah. Like, the Indominus Rex does not act like an animal. It don't. It's like, it, it's like a big, like, if you specially bred this thing specifically to, like, a kill and attack people, if this was, like, a mad scientist who made this, and he was like, I'm gonna, you know, attack the city with this, it would make perfect sense. <laughs> it would act exactly the same. Yeah. So, like, at that point, it's like, it's not an animal. Like, like, in Jurassic Park 1, there was that scene where the T-Rex, like, went after the herd of dinosaurs and started eating them. Yeah. And it's like, that's an animal. In this movie, it's like, it'll kill an ankylosaurus, but I guess we don't see it eat it? And then it'll go after the kids again. Yeah, it'll, and it's, like, meticulously hunting. It's not like, the T-Rex would just get, like, distracted by other things to kill and run off after it. Which is what an animal would do, because yeah. they'd go, okay, we got, like, a hundred-something pounds of meat here... But, like, we got, like, 3,000 pounds on this yeah. thing. So it's, like, that kind of disconnect is, I'm sure, only going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, especially how that... Oh, God, there's one moment that I'm waiting for you to see oh, so no. much. But I, I feel like it's kind of, you know, it, it's trying to have it both ways. And I think it's increasingly being, like, you can, like, for me, I, I like the monster action. I think it's fun. I'm, like... You can just cut out the, like, these are majestic animals, because they're not. We just saw them eat some dudes. <laughs> like, there's this disconnect about it. Yeah. So, I think overall, I like the the dinos in this movie. Or, like, they got some cool dinosaurs showing up, but the CG uh, definitely, you know, it's been seven years since then. Yeah. And it's not held up the best. Okay, do you have more you want to say about the dinos, or should we go on break and then talk about uh, talk about the park? Because God knows I'm not talking about the plot. But I am very interested in theme park logistics, everyone. <laughs> yes. And we're going to talk in depth about it. So, yeah, so for Jurassic World, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a very similar to Jurassic Park again. Uh, the fact-wise, one thing we're going to bring up is how annoyed I am by how much of the... Um, there were some, like, practical effects in this movie that were CG'd over, and they look worse. Like, the best effect of this movie is, um, the dying, uh, sor I think it's, yeah, sauropod. There's a dying sauropod with, like, practical effects of it, like, dying and, like... Was it a sauropod, not a, not a brontosaurus? I think, I'm pretty sure sauropod is, like, like, feline, like, it's the whole okay. branch of okay. things. Awesome. So, like, 
it's dying and it's kind of like the practical effect of it and it's like it feels real it feels good it holds up well all that stuff doesn't do that as much but um yeah that's all i currently have about that okay we're gonna go on break real quick then In the movie Jurassic Park, you'll see dinosaurs. But starting Friday at McDonald's, you can have lunch with them. It's called dino-sizing, and it's the biggest thing to happen in 65 million years. And we're back. Yes, and we're back to talk about... So the Plus movie is very standard. Yeah. There's not really that much to get into, but um, the Indominus Rex, they're like, we built a super predator, and ah shit, it's gotten out. Yeah, it terrorizes the place. It's dumb. It's dumb. Again, we're just talking theme park logistics, baby. Okay, you've seen Jurassic World. If you haven't, you don't need to. But let's talk about the theme park in depth. Okay, so in the opening kind of montage of it, we see how people get into the park, and we see that the... So, because this is really dumb to me. This is really Mm. fucking dumb. So first... There's like a cruise boat, that, like a, fi- a nice ferry that brings you in, and that's got a lot of fanfare to it. Yes, because they have, they have to get on a plane, they get to get off the plane at an airport at a nearby Costa Rican island, yeah. and then get on the ferry. And like that you think would be like the big cool, like, this is how you get in kind of thing. But then you get on a monorail. That brings you through a fake version of the gate from the first one. Opens up. Jurassic World. And that is... So you've got two... You've got two entrances Mm. that you have to go through. Not like two separate ones that you could go through. Two that you have to go through. Two... And that only brings you to the hotel. Which is across the lake that you have to ride another (laughs) monorail to get from... From the park! <laughs> to the, to, finally, the location you're going for. What you're saying is, Nolan, in terms of a transportation, this idea is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it doesn't make sense, because, like, Disney World is the ba- best equivalent I think we could think of for Jurassic World. It's definitely modeled after, like, like oh, Jurassic Park was, like, Disneyland, this is Disney yeah, World. In the same way that, and it's Kinda also a place that, by necessity... You have to spend, you're spending at least a couple of days there. It's not like a day trip thing, which you can day trip Disney World if you live in the area, but like, mm. no one lives in the area of this, and... Yeah, yeah the whole island, oh, other than Owen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the entire workforce has to. And the thing is, even the menial workers were like white Americans, so that means they're, they're not just ferrying into work every day. They are, they've got a worker's village somewhere that everyone's got to be living in. we don't see. And but that, we, we had to assume that, uh, <laughs> that due to something terrible that Owen has done, he is now delegated. <laughs> yeah, I don't think everyone is living in shacks <laughs> by the river. A little shanty town. <laughs> yeah. So Owen... Chris yeah. Pratt's character, Owen, he's like yeah. the dinosaur, like, or he's like the raptor trainer guy, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there's just one scene of him and the doctor and the one of the head park ladies, and uh, they're communicating, and it's like, he's like, in the woods of like this little shack by the river, yeah. and imagine all that pans out, there's thousands of shacks <laughs> by the river. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, do you think it pays well for the workers of Jurassic World? Because like... Do you think, like, I don't think, in general, a ride operator makes a lot of money, Mm. but if you're a ride operator who had to relocate (laughs) your entire life, like, these guys To a small, remote island. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have... In Central America. Are there schools in the area? (laughs) It doesn't, like, it doesn't make... Like, why... I I guess, logistically, this is why there aren't any theme parks on islands. (laughs) Because just thinking about how you would operate that. Like, they would have to, so like... So you're saying that... Even if the, you're saying that... 
Spooky Island from the live-action Scooby-Doo is equally as unlikely. However, I do think Spooky Island has a one-up in that it's like a big, like almost spring break-esque hedonistic party Exactly. There aren't rides. There aren't any rides or anything of that sort. It's It's all just all party, all the... Well, there are rides, but... They're not many, and they're not hard to operate. But you don't have dinosaurs. What I'm saying is, saying I want to go to Spooky Island. What we're saying I'm is, I want to get fucked up at Spooky Island. What we're saying is, <laughs> the ghosts aren't real on Spooky Island. Are, are we well, saying I mean, a, a I mean they island? are. They specifically that the, the monsters plot are of the real. Movie is that they the are monster, real? The monsters are real, not the ghosts. Oh, that's such a relief, Brandon. <laughs> the things that can actually touch you are the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is we need a Spooky Island spinoff of where they I get out. I want to go to Spooky Island. That's all. Please let me go to Spooky Island. <laughs> and live at Spooky Island. I just want... Listen, Brandon, I bet, like, everyone at that party knows how to get fun party drugs <laughs> at Spooky Island. Like... There's no way you can't get a hold of a little something something at Spooky Island. Yeah, you go to the guy. You got it. Popping you go some to the, Molly and dancing at Spooky Island. They hide the drugs in the night armor in the Spooky in the Haunted Mansion house. You got to pop open the visor. You put a twenty in there. And listen, the little boot pops out, and a little bit of bag comes out. And the best bag. part, your master of ceremonies. Well. First, it's cool, because your master of ceremonies is Rowan fucking Atkinson. And then it gets even cooler, because really your master of ceremonies is Scrappy fucking dude. A master logistic planner. (laughs) What we're saying is, folks, take this quote out of context. Jurassic World should have hired Scrappy-Doo instead of Bryce Dallas Howard. Scrappy-Doo had a better logistic and realistic (laughs) expectation for what an island park should have been. (laughs) Scrappy-Doo did not go over budget. Scrappy-Doo kept the park simple and fun, knowing these fellow attendees would be the attractions. (laughs) Scrappy-Doo came up with a better idea. (laughs) Okay, we have to think about Jurassic World more, but... I really want to think about Spooky Island more, but we can't. We gotta, okay, so we gotta go back to Jurassic World. So, Wait, technically, is Scooby-Doo the live-action movie a kaiju film? No. Thinking of the climax. Think of how big he gets. I don't think it's enough. He's, uh... It's not yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Not to the point where I can count the live action Scooby Doo. <laughs> Not yet. That... Listen, could we we could do a James Gunn movies that half count double feature and oh, review and the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad's a lot more. That's a lot more. It's than pulling movies. most of the weight, but it's like how Wayne Gretzky and his brother are the are have the record for the most goals scored by two brothers in the and in the NHL. And Wayne Gretzky's brother scored like seven goals in his career. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So back to Jurassic World. We gotta talk about this park more. Okay, so we, so, we yeah, established so, logistically this is a problem. And it's like, oh, this is a park that you're staying probably at least three days at. They were the kids well, and the main kids like, a week. It's scheduled for a yeah, week. Yeah, they're scheduled for a week. Let's say I'd say that normal stay there would probably be like five days. Okay. That would that would make sense, I think. Okay. Um, and oh, I wonder if they, I think maybe maybe if they did something like, like the Atlantis Water Park and Resort in the Bahamas does, in which you can buy cruise ships go by there, and you can buy a day pass for like the cruise ship stops for the day. That would make sense, but we don't see any cruise ships. No, we don't. But I guess because we don't see them. Doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah, it would be very cinema sense of us to assume. <laughs> like that we didn't there. see it on screen; it doesn't exist. But like, but also, there's nothing to indicate it does exist. So yeah, so it's it could, not something we can assume. Could be issues. Um, so Jurassic, the world. So okay, so let's go into the. We've established that this is like, this needs to be a park that can sustain quite a few days. 
Mm. And now let's get into why it's very much not. <laughs> mm. So let's go attraction by attraction. Fran, were you making a list of all the attractions? Or I have, I do have them memorized, but if you've got a list, we'll just go in that order. I brought, I wrote down a couple. So I want to bring up that one of the ones was a. One of the lesser ones would are there's a petting zoo. Okay, so the petting zoo. Let's see. So petting zoo is mostly for little. I, I don't know. It's showing it like it's a place mostly for little kids. But I feel like, no matter what age you are. You're going to want to touch a baby dinosaur. So why was it only kid? Like only the kids can ride them, obviously. But like, come on, Brad, you're telling me you see a baby dinosaur petting zoo, you're not gonna go in and touch a brontosaurus. I I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty tempting thing, because it could be like. And noticed from the context of the dialogue of this area, it seems like this is the kitty park area. Yeah. Like so they write about. Oh, do you want to? So the second one is, uh, we don't see it, but it's Dinosaur Egg Ride, which I'm, I'm guessing is... You have no is, idea what the egg ride is. My theory is it's the little carousel, huh, the spinny, okay. th- like the teacups kind of thing. Okay, so that, yeah, that's also very lame. So let's assume, so, okay, so the petting zoo, mm-hmm. let's assume there's a limit on how many people can be in there at a time. So let's assume there's a bit of weight. I'm not going to imagine a big weight. I'm imagining like a... 15, normally like a 15 minute queue to okay. use the petting zoo and I'm guessing the petting zoo would be about what like 10 20 how, how long do you think someone would spend in that petting zoo well hopefully those aren't compies in there <laughs> or else that would be a very unfortunate yeah, time I know they look like copies I think more likely they're baby versions of the running and herd ostrich ones yeah but, I think but, that's where I could could you imagine they have copies <laughs> from from uh, the lost world from what lost world Jurassic Park has shown us I don't think those should be around children already yeah right? okay, but the so, um depending zoo I could you know 15 to 20. This, okay, it's not so that big of a park area. Let's be generous and assume... Tw- I think we're going to have to be generous. Let's say 20 minutes. Yeah, we'll say it's a 20 minutes plus Q time 15. So that's going to be... 35. 35 minutes total of time. So then... So that's the first. The egg ride... Five. Maybe 10 minute Q. 10 minute Q. Five minute Three ride. minute ride. Okay, three minutes. Just so really short. 13. You just spin in circles... Okay, so then, then the next one. Do you have another one written down, or should I go the, from memory? Or if we're going by the lamest, uh, were, arcade okay. is one of them. Okay, the arcade. So the arcade it. is an interesting one because that's one you can keep going back to. That one's mm. probably mostly like mom and dad want to get some drinks at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville next door, which he's so there. He is. The Mr. Buff- Buffett does show Wait, up. Wait, is he an attraction? <laughs> we add that in. What if he's permanently there? <laughs> he's permanently stuck on the island of all at all times. When Jurassic World was shut down, he was finally free. <laughs> Help! <laughs> finally, Margaritaville can be elsewhere. Just <laughs> fucking cheeseburger in paradise, sadly playing in the wind. <laughs> I like mine with lettuce and tomatoes. (laughs) Okay, so, but I'm going to say the arcade. That one I'll say is one you spend like 20 minutes at a time in. But I I think that one's one you hit. You can keep going. You hit a copy. On a trip, kids are hitting that for 20 minutes at least once a day. So let's say five day trip. Five times twenty, so that's gonna be a hundred minutes, I'll say. Yeah, so an hour forty. Yeah, so you got that. So then, uh, we saw there was an IMAX theater for pterodons. That that is definitely something you only do once. I yeah. also don't know why you do it at all when there are actual pterodons. But there's <laughs> a, but there is an IMAX theater that specifically says pterodons, the IMAX experience, where you go and watch probably a documentary on pterodons in IMAX. Probably. You think hour. IMAX three D or just IMAX? Probably IMAX three D. Okay, but hour, so, hour and a half. Those things are usually like forty-five minutes. Okay, so, so let's like, let's be generous and from uh, an hour. Okay, so plus sixty minutes. So yeah. Okay, so and that one you only hit once. The pangs are actually. I'm gonna the pangs. Mm-hmm. Do you think? So I think 
The crazy egg, assuming you're right, that's a spinning teacup ride. I'd say if you're hitting that one, you're probably hitting it. Okay, so I think... The spinning egg ride, yep. You, you probably go to that like two to three times over your stay because it's easy for the kids. So I'm going to put another another 235s on the board, so 70 minutes. And I'd say you do the petting zoo if you're doing it at least twice. So, or, so oh wait, no, not plus 70 minutes. So that was 13, so plus 26 minutes. Then I'd say you do the petting zoo twice while you're there. So that's... Uh, 35 another 35 so okay so then then we've got uh let's go we don't know what the herbivore experience is but that that is i think much like the t-rex thing just a zoo exhibit so probably a couple of zoo exhibits so like okay, you got a couple like of a walkthrough so you could like if if you're a looky-loo that is probably like a 30 minute, let's say an hour track, if you're a real looky-loo about it with, with zoos. Okay. So let's... Because I think, I think breaking it down this much is um, a little counterintuitive. I just think it seems like a week is stretching this. <laughs> yeah, For yeah all that. it's definitely stretching this. And I, I, I kind of want to keep doing this. <laughs> it's fun for me. Because... What? Oh. Okay, the thing that does... Okay, I'll just go with the one that makes the least sense to me. Because I don't want this to be an hour-long episode, honestly. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't need to be. Uh, but, so... The Mosasaur... Mm. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Because there's only one. Yep. And feeding time... You probably feed do a feeding time twice a day. Yep. And... It doesn't do tricks with the trainers or anything that we know of <laughs> they're alive so no it doesn't do tricks with the trainers you just watch it get eaten then you get lowered down and see it's still eating under there that can't be more than a 15 minute show twice okay. a day so that's 30 minutes of use it's not like because it's supposed to be so like a, for an eight hour day it's used for like a tenth of the day yeah if that. It, it's not like like it it's not like SeaWorld, where mm. SeaWorld has like a 30-minute show, I think, once in, like once every two hours. Yeah. And because they can do tricks, so it's longer, and you get to see the... And you also, like, they they have a bunch of the animals, so they keep swapping them out to do, to do that. But, like, mm. it's so impractical, because you get so little use, but it takes up so much real estate. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. You got all that water. You got all that stadium. Literally, like... You want to watch him eat for the fifth time today? Yeah. Because I guess if they fed him smaller portions... Like, I'm trying to think of what they fed him. They fed him an entire shark, which does feel like... That's a... Two sharks a day does yeah. feel a little for that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, maybe they're doing, like, four shows a day. But it's oh. not much of a show. It's a very quick... Like, literally, they cut in, um, like... like I think we see almost the entirety of the show in real time with that. Because there's not much else he could do. It do there's, it's not... Damn. Damn, kid, step up your showmanship. You dumb... Also, you dumb Mosasaur. Big question. Yeah. How'd they find a mosquito that had drank <laughs> Mosasaur blood? An aquatic I, mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> There's so like that then flew over to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, an underwater tree, a lily pad, and then was encased in stone. There's there's plenty of a leech. Say it was some prehistoric leech. But the amber is what keeps it preserved, and not just, just in the good old mud. Okay. Well, there's a mosquito in that movie, in this movie that you see in the background. That's like the size of a large dog. <laughs> yeah, okay. So like they're being super fast and loose with all this, but I, I want to bring up uh, specifically the water raft ride. That we only get a shot, of it, but it looks so dangerous. <laughs> like I know it's herbivores. You're wa you're ki kayaking through a river with herbivores, mm. but. So, they're, they're gonna... 
So I gotta bring this up. So the first thing we see that's really dangerous is it's like a jeep full of people, and yeah. it's the it's the one yeah. the ostrich looking runs running by them, and there's no glass to protect them I'm, from anything. And I'm gonna guess that's like a safari type ride, and it's not just it's not just the ostrich looking ones. It's probably also the Elvises and maybe yeah. even the Friar Tucks. The Patches would fuck that truck up though. <laughs> So that brings to the water. You're not pronouncing thing. it the way they pronounce it in the movie. I see. <laughs> oh, the, no, the pat. Nope. We're keeping the patchy. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Good the patchies. Okay. So then we're setting up the um in the water thing though they're like on canoes mm-hmm. and there's fucking like brontosauruses and like ankylosauruses yeah. just walking next to them. And what I'm gonna say is um I've been Animal Kingdom once. It was not the most fun enjoyment of experience because we did not have fast pass and took fucking like two and a half hours to get yeah. to the uh, the main ride thing. But um, I don't oh, think... the safari ride. Yeah, that like, one. Yeah, that... The safari ride is one of... They have nothing of the size of a fucking dinosaur in there. Yeah, so get this though. It's not... Um, so <laughs> at Animal Kingdom... You can't go canoeing with hippos. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, there's so many examples. Like, the, uh, there's the marble ride, too, but I guess that's a little more, like, you know, glass, whatever. Yeah. But, like, there's so many instances where I'm like, people definitely would get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, one more exhibit we need to talk about, because it doesn't make sense, and then we'll, we'll go on. Mm-hmm. I do not, and it's not technically, it wasn't in our count of 10, because it wasn't ready yet, but assuming the Indominus Rex had actually worked out as an exhibit, Mm. I don't understand what the appeal would have been at all. I do not, like, it's just a weird looking new dinosaur, like, yeah, it's more deadly and dangerous, but when you're watching it in a glass case, what does that matter? (laughs) What does it do? It's not like, like, it's not like, like, I know kids at zoos really love lions and tigers because they're really deadly and dangerous. And yeah, and in their exhibit when they're alone, they're just hanging out. lounge about, but they've got that image of like, yeah, it could claw you. Hmm. Oh God, my cat broke. Girlification is <laughs> continuing. Fuck. Uh, and, but, yeah. but like, no one has a frame of reference for that. It's not a thing out <laughs> in the world. And one of its coolest attributes is it can camouflage, which you know what that makes it? Bad for a zoo <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is they basically made an overgrown tiger I think that can turn invisible. Even without the even without the incoming class action lawsuit, I think this place was gonna go under real quick. Cause it'd be a zoo. Uh, <laughs> it just how seems much do nothing. you think? Of, how much do you think? It costs to go to Jurassic World. Because I'm assuming since they can't really do day passes, it's a bundle deal with the hotel room. So. Okay, so here's how we can do the math. If we figured out what a stay for... Are we going to assume like a staying on property at Disney price, right? I was going to say that, but then get this. I looked it up. Oh. So, there's a specific... There's only a few times they mention specific money in this movie. Mm -hmm. Monetary values. One of them is the evil military guy saying, you sell sodas for $7. Yeah. Which we did do the math, and we assumed, like, one and a quarter sodas per person per day uh, is, like, a good... Is, like, a good uh, math, and, like, they say that, like, the average... Like, currently in the park at the time is, like, 22 thousand and some change people but they say like the average is twenty thousand people so mm. we did that based on that and it's a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in soda a day they're selling yes so i got i guess if you multiplied the soda by um because a disney soda is like four bucks i looked it up yeah at like disney world it's four dollars to get a soda okay. so if you set a seven dollars you know that is almost double what a disney thing would be hmm. So maybe if we use that frame of reference, which probably isn't accurate at all, but like double what you'd be paying for Disney at least. Because it's also an island. And Okay, but the thing is, it's not very, it's not like a classy place. So this is, like it, <laughs> it looks like an expensive place, but it's not like a classy stay kind of place. Like 
The restaurant of choice is Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. <laughs> so we're talking like this needs to be on an upper middle class budget. This can't be like uh, a vacations of the rich and famous type place. Okay. And like, like even like upper middle class maybe a couple of times in their life go. Lower middle class can afford to like go once as like a big the big family you remember it for your whole life trip. Yeah. Okay. So it can't be that. So it's because what I don't I don't understand the profit margins. Mar uh, uh, profit margins for this can be have to be like kind of a Netflix on a razor. It's like like a kind of a business model where like (laughs) you're just losing. They're definitely losing money. And they're hoping at some point they turn profitable, because like I, like an animal like a Disney Animal Kingdom, a tiger doesn't cost twenty six million dollars to make. Yeah, like <laughs> you know. Okay, so I think because again we don't want this to be an hour long episode, we yeah. should start talking about how we'd fix the movie. Yes, I do want to have a last fact though that okay. I found about this movie. Oh, is it how long the park's been in operation? Yes, it has been open. <laughs> Jurassic World. Survived the recession. <laughs> Before 2008? Jurassic World in the universe from the website that promoted the movie since 2005. Okay, so. Since? 10 years. So, right when I said 10 years. Yes. Okay. So, what I would say is this park um, would not last for a year. <laughs> like, the plant eating, di- like, even the herbivore. A brontosaurus would, like, squash a kid, like, a whole family yeah. in a canoe. It'd be over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. With that in mind, how would we improve this? Do you want to go first with your idea, or should I? Sure, because, like, yeah, my ideas are, like, smaller things. So, Jurassic World, so, you know, it's a pretty st- substan- uh, standard plot of, oh, kids running, you know. The animal, you know, the dinosaurs are getting out, but the only dinosaur that gets out, the only dinosaurs that get out in this whole movie are Velociraptors, the Indominus Rex, oh, like four Velociraptors, is it four? I think four. Yeah. Four Velociraptors, the Indominus Rex, and the T-Rex. As far as I, I the gate is open for the Ankylosaurus, the Ankylosaurus, and, oh, and the Pterodons. Well, they never explain how that gate gets open. No. <laughs> we, we, like, keep track I mean, of so- it now. Yeah, yeah. But um, the whole thing is that I think a big weakness of this movie is that it doesn't... Some of the stuff just doesn't... Like, on this rewatch, just did not make sense. Like, why is the cell service so bad at a fucking, like, billions of dollar theme park? Yeah. Are you telling me you did not build the self, the infrastructure for this? You built the infrastructure for like a hundreds of thousands of gallon pool for like the uh you know the aquatic one, but you didn't build cell towers. Well, they did also build it on an active volcano. Teaser for next week. See you next week. Time, baby. What? That'd be a very fun drop up, but we should actually wrap up in a normal way. But. You'll see next week. Oh my You'll god. You'll see next week. It's a volcano. Yeah, baby. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. So what I would fix about this movie is that I think there needed to be the whole... The best scene in my... One of my favorite parts of the movie is the pterodons attacking the people. Yeah. I wanted more of the movie like that. Because like that's the big thing about this movie compared to Jurassic Park. The park is open. If I remember right, was the big tagline. Yeah. Like You need to use that more. Like You need to be as a big thing now. Yeah. And I, what I wanted to happen is I wanted the park to have an earthquake or not another, maybe not another tsunami because, you know, not yeah. another typhoon like the first one, but yeah. something that... Monsoon, you mean? Yeah. Because the whole big thing about the first movie was everything is being, like, yeah. controlled by computers. <laughs> so, you know, when Newman makes his escape <laughs> and uh, the whole park's electricity shuts down from the typhoon, yeah. it fucks everything up. Yeah. That needed to happen in this movie. Yeah, like, all the cell phone towers, gone. That's why it's so <laughs> shitty and they have to use, like, old, like, radios trying to get in contact with people. Yeah. Like, level the stakes, and because of that, that's how all the dinosaurs get out. Like, maybe the Indominus Rex gets out, and then the typhoon happens afterwards, and then, like, all the dinosaurs are out, and they're all fucking up the island. Yeah. But, like, there's not enough 
dinosaurs getting out in this movie. I'd agree with that. Okay. Like that's my that's my big thing where you make that one change and a lot of it I think is better for me. Okay, so my idea is radically different. And that I do want the idea of the park being open and it going crazy. But here's the thing, I want to change the perspective of the movie entirely. I want it to be as this is all going to shit from the perspective of the minimum wage ride operators <laughs> who are stuck in their little shanty town <laughs> just living in like shared townhouse apartments somewhere on the island when all of a sudden a deadly dinosaur is just around like make it a big like a goofy horror comedy about a bunch of minimum wage college kids trying to or fresh out of undergrad kids trying to get out of like just imagine if all the people you knew who ended up going to Disney College to work as a Disney person I was about to say the Disney the Disney program just imagine them trying to survive dinosaurs the Jurassic program In the training videos, they said velociraptors yeah. aren't this fast. Yeah. Zigzag! Zigzag! <laughs> Zigzag. Don't follow me. You fool! You're, you read the last edition textbook. <laughs> they updated it. But yeah, so that oh, is no. entirely my pitch. Oh, goodness. So, alright, so that sounds fun. So I think we're going to wrap up this episode now, and I want to say that so we skimmed over Jurassic World's plot because it's simple and standard and everything. I want, I'm saying now, I want very de- in-depth detail. We want to go into a lot of detail about Fallen Kingdom. I want to go into a lot of detail about Fallen Kingdom. There's no way to not. I have so many things I want to talk about with Fallen Kingdom. I am so excited, so excited to debate the price of a dinosaur with you. Oh no. Well, so far from the from the uh, from the first movie, we know that Dominus Rex was supposed to be worth twenty six million dollars. Co- how did it cost so little to make life? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it gets cheaper over time. Maybe the first dinosaur, the T Rex, was like when the first dinosaur they made, the Brachiosaurus, was like five hundred million dollars. And then just gets cheaper over time. All right. Well. We will see you next time, baby. Yeah, catch you with Fallen Kingdom next week. It'll be a time.